Welcome to the Columbus Area United Way Connecting Community Podcast. This is where we interview local nonprofit leaders and explore how we can collaborate to have a thriving community. Well, welcome to Columbus Area United Way Connecting Community. I'm here with Jonathan Niles with Royal Family Kids. So Jonathan, welcome. Hey, thanks. Yeah, we're so excited to have you here today. Glad to be here. So um, Royal Family Kids, I know mm-hmm. that this started as a passion of yours years, years ago. But before yes. we really dive into that, just yeah. tell the audience a little bit about yourself, who you are, and how you really came into being a part of Royal Family Kids. Cool. So I, I was born and raised here in Columbus. I uh, have strong connections here to with the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked with the YMCA for a number of years. Uh, that was kind of my first professional career was with the YMCA. Um, so I was uh, kind of dove into the nonprofit sector right mm-hmm. away after uh, high school and college. And uh, anyway, we lived in Scotts Bluff and I worked for the YMCA out there for a while. And then I got an opportunity to work out here in the YMCA. Um, and then in the midst of that, um, I always had a heart for kids and especially mm-hmm. for hurting kids. I worked, w- worked with Corey Briggs with the YMCA, mm-hmm. but then also with the ICANN camps, which is he serves with United Way yeah. and then also through the YMCA. And I did that when the early stages of those camps and everything. And um, in college, I met my wife and uh, she asked me one time if I would be a prayer partner for her for something called Royal Family Kids Camp. And I'm oh. like, well, what's that? And uh, she uh, explained it to me a little bit, and we can get into that too as well. And I said, well, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that. And so, and at that time, we weren't dating or anything that we were, we were friends. And okay. we get a lot of guff for that. We were just <laughs> friends. You were just friends, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is just friends? Yeah. Now married for 21 years. So, <laughs> yeah, it, awesome. it worked out well. Um, and anyway, we got into that, and I found out about the ministry. I never served with her during college, I just okay. I served with her on the sidelines as a prayer partner um, and then we um, decided after college after we got married that we wanted to start a chapter of our own and uh, I really didn't know what that meant mm-hmm. and we went to this week-long training we found out it was in um, Omaha area okay. and they're usually on the coast somewhere and the fact that it was close to us um, we had just had Emily, uh, our 16-year-old now, mm-hmm. and uh, we were kind of like, ah, she's not even one. Um, but we did it. We jumped off, and we said, let's go do this, and we did this week-long training. And after that week-long training, Hope, I'll tell you, I was like, what have we done? <laughs> <laughs> what have we gotten ourselves yes, into? Yes, <laughs> exactly. And my wife's like told me, like, no, we got this. This is fine. And I'm like, were you there this last week? <laughs> Did you hear, <laughs> like, what Did you hear what's going on? <laughs> what we have to do? And so that first year, like after that training, then the next year you have to prepare for the first year of camp. Okay. That was intense. Intense. Uh, just the amount of money you need to raise and the mm-hmm. people you need to raise up and um, the people, the kids you need to find and the, all the hoops you have to jump through mm-hmm. for to get foster kids to come to your camp. Mm-hmm. Um, it was intense, mm-hmm. uh, but God was faithful through all of that. And there were some, there were some definite trials and things I want to say have gotten easier over the last 16 years. Um, but they're better. You you learn the groove, I guess, but it's still very much a passion of ours and what we do. And we've really gotten to know the foster community here in town. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw a couple of our kids just this week and just uh, to see them light up when they see us in the store. And then you can just, I don't know, when you know the foster families, you can sit and talk with them and say hello and um, catch up a little bit. And it 
it's awesome. It's so much fun. So those that really aren't familiar with Royal Family Kids mm -hmm. and what it is and what you provide, can mm -hmm. you tell um, those audience members that might be tuning in, what does Royal Family Kids do? What does it look like and the impact that it makes? Awesome. So Royal Family Kids is a, a ministry to abuse, neglect, and abandoned kids in the foster system. Mm -hmm. we, we don't always say in the foster system because there's a lot of times we have documented cases that they don't necessarily quite get to the foster care uh, placement yet, but they have that documented case and we take those kids as well. Okay. And sometimes they might outnumber the amount of foster kids we have. Um, so Row Family Kids was originally uh, planted in California as a camp and a resident camp for these kiddos ages 7 to 11, boys and girls. Um, and then they spread out throughout the nation and actually the world now as well. Wow. And so the, I think the second camp in the entire organization is Hastings. And that's kind of uh, the people who founded that camp are kind of our mentors as well. Um, I'm getting a lot of bunny trails here, so sorry <laughs> to the audience. <laughs> uh, but Roe Family Kids, uh, in an essence, we serve these kids at 7-Eleven. We go out to camp for five days. Um, it's a burden-free camp meaning we do not charge the kiddos anything. We don't charge the families anything. One, we want the kids to come out to camp. We want them to be a kid. Uh, they've mm -hmm. experienced things as kiddos that we as adults have never experienced mm -hmm. and been forced to grow up at a, a very quick rate. Um, and so we want them to come to camp and we want them to enjoy being a kid, uh, burden-free on them. Mm -hmm. And then also burden-free for our foster uh, families and our um, even bio families. We want them to have respite that week. We want them to, we don't want you to worry about money. If your kids have terrible shoes and you don't have money to pay for those, we will get your kids some new, a new pair of shoes. We'll take care of that as well. We want to make sure that it's as easy as possible for them to give a yes my kid can come to camp. Yeah. And yeah. so um, it's a great week. It's challenging. Uh, as mm -hmm. you know, uh, mm -hmm. as my wonder at some of these kiddos, they, they have behaviors that can be tough because they have experienced things that are terrible. Mm -hmm. And so uh, some things come out uh, within that. One of the key things I remember in Royal Family, so I don't take things personally uh, when these things happen is an overreaction is an old reaction. Mm -hmm. And so it's usually not personal when these things happen. And we try to train our staff that way as well. And mm -hmm. so real quick, I and mean, you might have another question for me, but to kind of give one more key thing about Royal Family is we're not your typical camp. We don't have one counselor for like 10 kids or eight kids or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. But these kids, like we mentioned before, have special needs. Right. And so we want to treat them as royally as possible. And so we have one, we call them a big camper with two little campers. Mm -hmm. And then every big camper has a relief counselor as well. So typically at a camp, we outnumber the kiddos. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, and that's uh, intentional for the purpose. 100% yeah. intentional. Um, and then we're set up as a family. We have a grandma and grandpa, we have an aunt and I uncle. Um, we have all these things and those people, um, their roles are exactly what you expect. Grandma and grandpa take kids fishing and mm -hmm. they give them hugs and mm -hmm. their grandma and grandpa, mm -hmm. aunt and uncle, they give snacks mm -hmm. and you know, it, it's exactly how you would view your aunt and uncle or grandma and grandpa. Mm -hmm. It's the exact same thing. So mm -hmm. we're set up in that way. We're a very relational camp to make these kids feel very much at home. Mm -hmm. So, And I know, I mean, one of the things that I've heard you talk about in regards to the camp that you also celebrate birthdays there. Can yeah. you tell a little bit about what that looks right looks like and why you do that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so birthday party is a great night at camp. It's probably 
a highlight for a lot of the kids. And I'll give you kind of more fresh example this last year. Mm -hmm. um, we've changed it over the years on how we approach birthday party. And then this year we have usually somebody come out and then they're in charge of the birthday party, a volunteer. Um, and so this year the theme was like ice cream. And so Yum. everything, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so everything was centered around ice cream, all the decorations, everything that we did was centered around the theme of ice cream. And so we have a typical kiddo birthday party with a theme mm -hmm. and then we have like a dinner that's a kiddo birthday party dinner like pizza and french fries you know and things like just a fun good stuff good stuff <laughs> like comfort food you know right um and then that evening we go out and we had a big birthday party bash out on the baseball field and we had inflatables and a dunk tank and a water balloon launcher oh and my gosh like it was an all-out craziness and then they the kiddos get a hop from one place to the next mm -hmm. and they get to choose what they want to do and you know, we want to go dunk such and such, you know, the kiddos, we have a, a couple of uh, younger counselors that we're learning this year and they were my volunteers because the end of May is still not quite warm yet. So a lot of yeah. my older big campers are like, I ain't getting in that dunk tank. <laughs> <laughs> my teenagers are like, woohoo, let's go. They might've been regretting that by yeah. the end. But <laughs> I'm frozen now. I know, right? Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. Um, and then what we do is we have all the, uh, uh, gifts. So like a birthday party, you get a gift. And in the past, we've had uh, donations of just lots of different things. And we learned that when gifts aren't the same, and this is probably for most kids, there's a lot of fighting and other things like, oh, I want that. My gift stinks. You know, I kind of deal. And it's totally not what we want to happen. Mm -hmm. So everybody's gift is exactly the same, you know. So they got like nice. a beach towel with goggles and some games. And then they got like a, a fun ice cream thing. It was all ice cream ice related. Cream <laughs> yeah, type stuff. Awesome. So um, fun pair of socks. That kind of deal. But mm -hmm. that some of the things differed, you know, but they still were very much the same. And we found that there's a lot less competition as far as I got this and you didn't type deal. But um, they get that as they go back to their cabin. So when they get back to their cabin after their huge bash, um, they get to go to their cabin and their gift is waiting for them on their bed. And they get to sit and open their gift and enjoy those before they get ready for bed. Nice. So. And But the reason you do that, why do you have the birthday party? I so... Mean we do that because a lot of these kids haven't had the opportunity to have a birthday party. Um, we've had kids that come out to camp that don't remember when their birthday is mm -hmm. because of that reason, because their birthday is not celebrated. Um, that's not the norm, but I, I want to make sure that I'm clear on that. We don't have that all the time, but we've had that can happen. But we want to make sure that they're celebrated, mm -hmm. that, you know, you matter and your birthday is special and mm -hmm. we want this day to be special for you. So mm -hmm. that's why we do it. So, I mean, Royal Family Kids Camp is so much more than, I mean, just a camp. It really is a camp on steroids. Oh, yeah. I mean, we you go above and beyond mm -hmm. to make sure that these kids who have gone through trauma have experienced and witnessed things like you said that you or I have not. And that's impact impacting them, right? Mm -hmm. That you want to just take a week and be able to just love upon them and fill them up and let them know that they matter. Yes. Um, I know you've been doing it for several years, right? Mm -hmm. 16 years essentially yeah, this, now? If you count COVID, this was 15 this okay. last year, okay. um, but uh, 14 under our belts of actually having camp. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I mean, is there, I know that there's so many success stories, but if you could just pick one what would that one be? And can you tell us about that? Oh, man, um, there's so many. You know, I think about even this last year and some of our return kiddos that came and you saw the growth in them mm -hmm. from two years mm -hmm. ago um, to now. 
Um, but there's one in particular that always pulls in my heart because it was so special to me. And you've probably heard this story, but um, there's probably many that haven't heard this. But I had a young lady come out to camp, and we were, we're close with this foster family. And um, we knew that that week that she had to go to court, um, mm-hmm. and she had to testify against her biological mother. And just think about that for a second. That, that's got to be hard. And this is like a 9-, 10-year-old girl. You know, that That's something none of us want to deal with let alone a nine-year-old or a 10-year-old, you know? Right. So all week long leading up to this day, she was just, I don't know, she wasn't bad or anything like that, She, but you can tell she was down mm-hmm. and just struggling a little bit. One day she kind of broke out in some hives. Mm-hmm. You know, she was stressed out, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> she, we got a phone call the day of, the morning of that this was supposed to happen, and foster mom said, hey, um, she... I got a phone call and mom has given up all rights to us and we have full adoption rights. Yeah. I'm like, she doesn't have to go to court. And, and she goes, yeah, she doesn't have to go to court. I said, well, let me go find her. And she goes, no, I want you to tell her. And so it always gets at me. It makes me emotional because that was special. You wow. know, she, the foster mom trusted me enough to give mm-hmm. that emotional news to this girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but then telling that girl and, oh my gosh, you should have seen her just the release. Like, Oh, I'm sure her uh, full know. countenance changed. Oh, right? yes. Yeah. Like throughout the entire week. I mean, um, I think we had two and a half more days of camp after that. Wow. And the rest of that week, man, she you could just tell a burden had lifted. Mm. And she was able to be a kid and able mm. to be herself. Um, it was so special. And at the end of the week, you know, big hugs and everything like that. The coolest part was, and this is like fast forward now, 13 years or whatever it's been, 10 years yeah. since I saw her. And then we were at uh, the YMCA. I was that's when I worked there doing front desk and mm-hmm. stuff. And I saw this girl doing uh, COVID checks. I'm like, man, I really recognize her, but she was a lot older, you know. And uh, she came over to me. And she goes, "Do you remember me?" And I looked at her and I and I, I said her name, and she goes, "Yep." And I go, "Oh my goodness!" And we had this <laughs> awesome conversation and how she's going into healthcare. Oh wow. And, yeah, so and she's all grow up. So one, it was super special to have that you know, that connection with yeah. her again and we both remembered what happened out mm-hmm. at camp and how mm-hmm. special that was. Mm-hmm. But just for her to come over and and share that with me and where she's at with life now and and she's doing so well and that's it was amazing. special. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I Royal Family does so much. I mean, not only for the you know, the campers themselves, but also for the volunteers. I mean, we know when you, when you give and you serve, you get so much more in return. So thank you for all that you do. Oh, um, last question. (laughs) Uh, I've been asking everyone this. So the world of nonprofit, right? Mm It's always fun and you're always carrying many hats as (laughs) you know. Um, but if you were to share either, what is your current favorite, um, author at the moment or, what is your go-to karaoke song, if you were to ever karaoke, <laughs> even if that means in the shower or the car by yourself? Oh, man. <laughs> so I love music. So that to try to pick. Yeah, what oof. would you pick? Can you? I don't know if I can. Jeez, um, that's tough. I, I, I love the band uh, Need to Breathe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know Need yes, to Breathe. Yes, I do. I love Need to Breathe. They're one of my absolute favorite bands, mm-hmm. and they sing so many songs that are so great, but... I don't even so know. So need to breathe, need and then author. Breathe. You got an author? Yeah, there's several authors mm-hmm. out there that I really enjoy. I'm I'm currently in seminary, and I'm getting my master's. Degree. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm done in December, so two and a half wow. years of 
of going through this. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm getting my uh, biblical counseling master's. So it's basically to help me be better at what I do. Nice. <laughs> you know? Congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So I've done a lot of reading. Yes, I bet. <laughs> a whole lot of reading. <laughs> um, but I'd say one of my favorite authors, the one that keeps popping in my head is uh, Kevin DeYoung. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know Kevin DeYoung. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a pastor. He's over in, I think, North Carolina or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but he's also a writer and he's written several books. Um, but what I love about Kevin DeYoung is, is he writes about uh, very specific topics, but he's also incredibly funny and he's relational and he's easy to read. I've written, mm-hmm. I've read so many books, especially in the seminary world that are crazy academic. And I'm like, you can't relate to it. And then at times you're looking up words like what? What? Uh, I <laughs> right, need some right. liaison correlation. What does right, this mean? Right. right? Yeah. But Kevin DeYoung is uh, very Ties easy to read. Humor. No, humorous and he's just relational. He's like, oh, you can be like, oh yeah, that's definitely me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so uh, he has some great books out there that I'll I really have to enjoy. look him up. Yeah, he's, he's really good. Awesome. So. Well, thank you, Jonathan. Thank you for all that you do for the community. Thank you. Thank you for um, keeping on that track with your wife and not walking away after (laughs) you went to the first training in Omaha and bringing Royal Family Kids to our community because I know lives have been impacted and continuing to be impacted because of the work you provide. So thank thank you. you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Yeah.